0: We're live at the VMX 2023. This week, we're gonna tell you what's happening here at the world's largest veterinary conference, this week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, we are coming to you live and survive in somehow here at PMX 2023. I am your one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And
1: I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser.
0: And Viewfinder family, right now we are it up. Uh, we are. We've tried to make ourselves as scarce as possible. But I think we're probably annoying a lot of folks here. So. <laughs> I hope not. It's a free,
1: free live show. Free it's live a, recording.
0: That's right. But we are looking down on the exhibit hall of what has now become by far the world's largest veterinary conference. Becky, there are over 27. Thousand of us here. Can you believe that?
1: Twenty-seven thousand. Twenty-seven thousand.
0: The old record was about eighteen thousand. Yeah,
1: I heard at the beginning of this they expected to break the previous record with somewhere around nineteen to twenty. <laughs> right. So there was a lot of I would say unexpected guests. This thing is huge this year.
0: Yeah, it's funny. You know, I was uh Becky the other day. Uh, First day, I was sitting with uh, my friend Marty Becker, and Dr. Marty Becker, many of you know, Fear Free and so forth. And we were looking out at this sea of veterinarians and veterinary technicians and professionals. And we were like, both turned to each other and said, could you ever have imagined this, you know, 30 years ago? Like and and Becky, I, neither one of us really could, right? You know, we've we've watched this blossom, but it's it's quite spectacular. And not, not only are there 27,000 people here, Becky, but the energy is kind of palpable here. It's off the charts.
1: It is probably one of the most positive. You you're absolutely right. I feel like everybody's kind of pretty in a good mood enjoying it. I think there's a lot of first-time attendees. If you don't know, they did a great discount on um, pricing this year, and they just announced yesterday that they're going to do it next year as well. So I think a lot of folks got to come out for a very affordable price and have literally a a world-class experience.
0: Yeah, the only part of the experience that hasn't been world-class is the weather. It's been a little chilly to me, at least. freezing. (laughs) I left
1: North Carolina on a Saturday morning. It was like 34 degrees, and I was looking at the temperature thing in the car, like waiting for it to go up and up and up. And every time I stopped for gas, I was like— what is happening? I still need my jacket. It is cold. The wind has stopped. The sun is out, but it has not stopped anybody.
0: Oh, you're not kidding. And so, Becky, we got in uh, Thursday night. And so, Thursday apparently was a beautiful day here in Orlando. And by Friday, the cold winter had made its way. It was windy. It was cold. It was rainy on Friday. So, it's kind of weird. But hey, it didn't dampen the enthusiasm for the people. And you know, Becky, as, as I've been walking around just meeting vets, the other thing, too, is the number of booths exhibitors. I mean, this is, I've never seen anything like this. It's
1: really well done. I noticed a lot of new folks, first time attendees from a vendor standpoint, which I think is great. I think it's great for our industry. Um, We've got some vendors uh, say, such as like Chewy who are taking up bigger spots than they ever have before turning out, really, really showing up. And you know, a lot of that is the conference experience itself. I know for a lot of veterinary technicians, Uh, It's about the swag. It's about the vendors, the conversations. A lot of practice managers come out to get the good deals to buy stuff. So a lot of opportunity. They're even doing free tattoos.
0: I saw that. Yeah. yeah. They
1: had 900 people enter for a free tattoo yesterday alone. And I think this is brilliant. They're going to get a lead for every one of those entries. (laughs) So they're going to walk out of here with thousands of leads and a handful of people will walk out of here with the free tattoo. So, uh, it has, it, has, it has really crescendoed. <laughs> it crescendoed. seems as though <laughs> right. we have really hit a peak, it seems like.
0: Well, Becky, I think the viewfinders want to know, did you sign up to get a free tattoo? You being the t- tattoo aficionado. <laughs> I
1: will say, I went over and looked. There's So I, I cannot remember his name, but he's actually an Ink Master uh, artist. They're, they are taking raffles for tomorrow. But this is what I thought to myself. I have too many tattoos to take that advantage <laughs> from somebody else. I want those folks who are, are wanting their very first tattoo, the technicians who can't spend that extra spare money to get that to get that free tattoo. So I want to give my space to somebody else. Um, but I'm not. I, I, if there was openings, I wouldn't be against it. I would do
0: it. Oh, I love that. Becky being charitable with the tattoos, guys. So you heard (laughs) it here first. The other thing too, Becky, is the amount of innovation. I mean, like there's a lot of new stuff here. And and you know, I've always said you you guys, if you've listened to the podcast for the past six years, I really feel strongly that we need one or two major conferences where like vets can have a clearinghouse of all the new stuff for the next year, right? You know, I think sometimes if we piecemeal it out over five or six conferences and you a little bit of information here and there and there, it, it sort of loses its impact on the profession. And what I've been really pleasantly surprised at, and maybe this was just people holding back during COVID and whatnot, but the number of booths saying something new, right? I've got a new thing, a new diagnostic tool, a new test, a new diet, a new whatever. I mean, I, that, that is impressive to me.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we need it all in one condensed area because we, what we know is with this, it's funny, we say shortage and then you tell me there's 29,000 veterinary professionals here and I'm thinking, right. where's the shortage? They're all here. But we know that not everybody gets an opportunity to come or the whole clinic and you can't go to a ton of different CE events. This is a place to come and find out what's new in products, what's new in treatments, in therapies, and what's up and coming. I know BI is teasing their three-in-one product. Yep. Yep, they're right, telling, right. we can't talk about it, but they're teasing it. So yeah. it's also the opportunity to say more to come.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that too. You're right. I think a lot of the booths are saying, Hey guys, guess what? Just around the corner in a few months, we're going to have FDA approval or whatever. So I'm super excited. I think the other tune Becky that I've seen is a shift towards younger veterinary t- technicians. I mean, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of your folk out here. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of in the past, it was mainly you know a lot more vets, right? Yeah. This year, it seems like it's flipped.
1: Well, I think that's the affordability, right? So gotcha. we were able to get technicians in for like $100. It was at 125 or 99 I can't remember, it was very affordable as opposed, it's normally a $500 registration right. fee for technicians. So I think for any uh, hospital administrator or um, any other veterinary professional, it was a prime opportunity to come. And I know for a lot of folks, their CE kind of money piled up over a little bit over COVID Because they weren't going out and spending their entirety um, doing a lot of affordable online, even free. There was so much free online CE. So I think a lot of people had a little bank of CE money, and this was incredibly affordable. I mean, it it really is, I would say, once in a lifetime, but they're doing it next year. But they're taking a huge hit, no doubt, um, to get folks out, to get them to be able to have this socialization learning opportunity. And... um, Boy, it's great to see people taking advantage
0: of it. Yeah, and, you know, I was able to talk to Gene O'Neill, who's the current CEO of NAVC, and Becky said that exactly. He said, you know, look, we want to make sure that we are offering this opportunity to as many veterinary professionals as possible, and pricing is part of that. The other part, too, that Gene was really wanting me to emphasize uh, is that there's over 1,300 hours of CE available over the next few days. I mean, so... so you can get your CE in one place very quickly. So I think that's also a big advantage. You know, Becky, you were lecturing bright and early, like at 6.30 a.m., and, and you had packed rooms. We I did. Mean, we
1: had four. room. Well, we have free breakfast. Behringer is always amazing at sponsoring meals, you know, especially with the technician talks. And we know a lot of veterinary technicians, a lot of support staff, and even veterinarians don't have a ton of money to spend. You're in a resort area. Everything's expensive, so having a nice hot breakfast that's free, yeah. and some CE, I think it's such a great opportunity. So yeah, yesterday I uh, filled in for a friend who, who was sick and couldn't come, spoke on ticks and uh, fleas and ticks, and then this morning got to talk about lifestyle vaccines, and we had great attendance, and more than great attendance, great engagement. More engagement. Yeah. A lot of times at these large conferences, it's really hard to get people to engage with you which as a speaker, just so you guys know, as a speaker, it is torture. Please talk to your speakers, please give them the feedback. We're up there dying, we wanna know you're engaged so much engagement. And that made me feel great as a speaker, but I also felt like they took more out of it. So it didn't feel like that. Oh, I'm just here for the free breakfast thing. They really seem to be enjoying it. And I think that plays back to the energy that you're talking about. Everybody seems to be really having fun.
0: Yeah. And and one of the things too, you know, obviously workforce shortage, big issue here. Uh, Once again, Becky, and maybe more so here, the number of corporate entities, job hunting services. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people here from corporate practices all over the country, maybe even all over North America, really, uh, because I saw a couple of Canadian groups um, that are out out here looking to hire.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think the booth that's doing the free tattoos, if I'm not wrong i hope i'm not wrong i believe they're called modern vet yep that's right okay and so they're and they're a recruiting company yep. which again is why it's so brilliant what they're doing uh, i also want to add that they're doing nail art too i just want to say that <laughs> okay. you can go get free nail art and tattoos you don't have to go with something permanent and get a little nail art if you're not as committed but i think they're you know they're a recruiting company they're doing exactly what they should be they're getting those leads but that's who's out here right now and that's who's really. <laughs> How do we pull them to our booth because we are on a recruiting frenzy?
0: Yeah, and and I will say, you know, Viewfinders, I don't have the numbers here, but there is a large number of people out here looking to hire. And you know, one of the things when you walk by the booths, guys, you'll see a big emphasis on quality of life. Like, so they're talking about mental health issues and benefits and time off and support. So I think that that message is being heard loud and clearly by these corporate entities, and they're saying we need to offer it. Uh, the other thing too, Becky, I think that that I'm taking away is the fact that you know, this isn't, at this point in time, I mean, you know, we're in an era when if you aren't leading with some of these mental health quality of life, you know, uh, issues, I think people are just discounting you as an employer. They're mm-hmm. like, going, well, wait, you know. Uh, in fact, I was talking to a young vet um, day before yesterday here, and she's looking for another job, right? And so on the stealth, which I'm probably, a lot of our viewers are out doing the same thing. What'd you say her name was? I'm <laughs> not, not gonna say her name. And she said that that was the number one priority for her. Yeah. Did they offer a support system? That's She kept talking support network, but I, I knew what she meant. Like, you know, is there some kind of framework or process that, you know, guess what? If I'm feeling down or blue that, you know, I'm gonna be heard or helped, and I, I thought that was really interesting. Now, she's a younger vet. You know, she's only been out a few years, but, you know, that's a need that we've got to meet as a profession. We've said this a thousand times. I
1: mean, I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm actually, we're going to switch roles for a second and I'm going to be the pessimist in that. I hope it's not just marketing, talking. It's <laughs> just right. words, right? Like we know this is a buzzword right yeah. now. Everybody is yeah. wants to hear this. So I would be really interested in the, how are you doing that? And yeah. I think that's going to have to kind of get, get fleshed out more and more because people are picking up on those hot button words, but they're going to have to produce because more and more organizations are putting their money where their mouth is.
0: Yeah, and actually, I heard that exact comment from uh, another vendor who said, yeah, this is really worrisome because he feels like they're setting people up for failure, meaning that they're saying they have all these things, they're advertising heavily for these benefits, and they really don't have the systems yet to implement it. So sure. yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I do hope, I do like the fact that we're having the conversation and it's not something that we hide anymore or sure. feel uncomfortable having. So I think that's positive, but I'm with you, Becky, you know, it could be a little pessimistic. The other thing too is I'm also surprised at the Petco's and the Chewies and the people that we don't always think of as part of the profession who have a large presence here. And I'm seeing a lot of curious vets going in and out of these booths going, hey, what's this all about? You
1: know, it's so funny. We were talking about this. You and I were talking about this the other day, kind of looking back at some of the content from six years ago how the conversation went compared to six years later. And I think that is one of the conversations that has changed the most over the last six years. You know, we were all so apprehensive with a lot of these new companies coming in. And we've been able to see, I mean, Dr. Katie Nelson is doing great things Mm -hmm. with Chewy. She is a veterinarian and she knows the standard. And there's, there's this, I don't want to say new, but it just sort of feels like, yep, we know you don't love our name but we're going to we're here we're doing great things and we're proud of what we're doing so we're going to we're going to tell you about it and i think yeah the tra- the transparency and the communication is so important because we fill in the blanks on the truth so we decide what we think chewy is or isn't doing or what pecko is or isn't doing and how they will or won't screw up our veterinary space right. and so i think by them being here and having open conversations and saying come in and talk to us Again, you and I have said forever, it's going to happen one way or another. So I actually love that they're giving access to the information. They're not afraid. They're not trying to hide. And I think that's going to do a lot for the trust of these bigger corporations, these bigger entities that are going to, inevitably going to come in and share this space with us.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I love the fact that they're here. I think their presence is necessary, and it's it provides a benefit. And, and guys, viewfinders, just, just some context. I mean, many of you may not have been in the profession when this happened, but many, many moons ago at a conference that might be somewhere in Orlando, there was a considerable amount of controversy generated when 1-800-PET-MEDS wanted a little booth. Mm. And a lot of vets were saying, no, we can't have them here. How outrageous that you would do this. You know, you can't bring the enemy into our camp. And so forth. And uh, what a what a world we live in now, right? I mean, right. we've gone from, wow, what, you know, and, and literally guys, if you, that little, it was not even a real booth. It was just like one of those little four by four things, you know, like with a table and a tablecloth thing. Hey, we're 1-800. Um, so it wasn't a big deal, but yeah. they, they wanted access to this market. And at the time, the, the veterinary audience wasn't receptive. So today we've got Chewy and all the, all the major players here, Petco and Petsmart, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. They're all here.
1: Absolutely. And and, and I think that's good because uh, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I I think that I hate to pick on 1-800-PET-MEDS, you know, but how they engage with practices is really important and how they move into this space is very important. And so I think it, it it is neat that they are expanding the accessibility so that there is better understanding. I will tell you who I noticed is not here, the TENS unit people. Really? I have yet, maybe they're here, but I have yet to be chased down by a person with a TENS unit. And so I will take all the Chewy, all the one 800 meds if you don't try to electrocute
0: me. So, guys, what she's referring to is in the past, there have been these vendors that sell some interesting products, including jewelry. For years, there was a jeweler down there. Uh, and there's a person with a TENS unit, and they wanted to put them on you to make you shock and vibrate and all that kind of and stuff. And they
1: trick you so. and say free massage. And it's really just free electrocution. <laughs> So, I haven't seen those guys. Um, And since COVID, we haven't had the super relaxing massage chairs back. Oh,
0: good point. And I'm really
1: sad about that. As a proud owner of a super relaxing (laughs) one of those chairs, I would have loved to lay in one. But I think since COVID, they've gotten rid of them. I will say what I have also seen the addition of that I absolutely love is the kitty cafe. Have oh, yeah, you seen yeah, yeah, yeah. these cats yeah. are up for adoption? So you could leave here in theory with nail art, a new tattoo and a cat. And a kitten. <laughs> what more could you want from a conference? Um, and I, and, and that's part of what I'm seeing here is so much, Engagement. There's so much opportunity. Uh, there's the puppy play yard, next guard mm-hmm. puppy play yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this kitty cafe. There's the the tattoos and the nail art. There's uh, book signings with some amazing folks. Base pauses doing something with Dr. Yeah. Jan Bellows. Yeah. Um, I saw Dr. Mary Gardner down there yeah, doing yeah. some signings. So they're also creating, creating networking opportunities within the exhibit hall, which I think is great. Because... You and I know, like, so when I first started coming to these conferences, it was all about the swag, all about the free products. And that has gotten cut back a whole lot. It's not about filling these bags and getting all this free stuff. And there was sort of this, like, I feel like lull in engagement in the exhibit space when that started kind of going away. And they had to figure out how to get people into the exhibit hall and to keep them here. So these opportunities uh, that they're putting, these fun games, these prizes, but these like animal engagement experiences, they're hitting the nail on the head. And I am seeing so much joy in people's faces when you walk by and you see them playing with the puppies and the kittens. I love it because it's what we do all day, every day. And yet we get here and it's, it's therapy for us. And so there's a lot of joy going on down there. A lot of really happy experiences I'm seeing people having. And that's cool to watch. I think, especially after kind of falling into that we're being afraid of leaving our house. Yeah. Well,
0: speaking of happy experiences, they also have a happy hour <laughs> hours on the exhibit floor, and I've seen a lot of happy folks at the end of a long day. They do so they, they serve? I think the happy that's juice. also cool. Yeah they, yeah, they serve some adult beverages, and uh, I think it's it's also interesting, you know, because over over time, I've always sort of questioned you know, alcohol at conferences, (laughs) but I think it's been done really well here. And so I'm I'm super excited. I think that just adds another element. Uh, The other thing too, Becky, just real quick, I got to share an experience I had last night that was kind of moving. I mean, I got really emotional and it was one of parts of my Forrest Gump life, you know, where I just sort of stumble in and um, something amazing happens around me. And last night, uh, this is the 40th anniversary of the NABC VMX conference. And that's why we did the special promotions and all that. Yada, yada. Okay. Well, last night they had the president's reception. And so they had assembled almost all of the presidents living that were around in this one room. And so somebody got... The great idea to say let's get a picture while they are here so so they're starting to round up all these presidents over 40 years wow. you know and of course some have sadly passed on but uh, you know so we're laura and i are tasked with sort of getting a few people and starting to escort them out and i found myself the only person other than the photographer witness to this amazing assembly of history oh wow and so all of these ex-presidents you know, we're lining them up and basically one of my friends uh who's a past president, said, you know, would you take pictures with my phone? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And it was really moving because, you know, what I saw, not only, you know, several generations of veterinarians, but I saw a group of selfless ambassadors who at some point, especially Dr. Colin Burroughs, I mean, this was basically his vision. You know, he started this thing. Uh, He Set in motion something that made this kind of impact, and the humbling part was the fact that most of these people you guys don't know, you don't know their names, you never, you never will hear of them. Yeah. But yet their efforts, really tireless efforts behind the scenes, <laughs> brought out twenty-seven thousand people this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I, you know, I was really moved last night just being witness to that for sure. And later. We were talking with some of the people, especially those people that were there the first few years of, of NABC. You know, right after it became, it was Eastern States for a long time, then it became this NABC community. Um, but, well, it was the conference for first. And I was talking about, could you have ever imagined there'd be 27,000? And almost all of them said, Ernie, when we did this thing, there weren't even 27,000 vets in the yeah. country. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it's a remarkable experience. And just want to share that with you guys. It's like those you know, little things in life where you just sort of gump into it, <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah. I realized I'm the only person here other than the photographer witnessing this, you know, it's like amazing.
1: It's amazing. And I think, you know, there's so many folks who are here that'll say, you know, that say it's my first time. It feels very new. They keep it so fresh and so marketed and branded so fresh and new. It is kind of hard to remember how historic it is and that this is a 40 year history of education, of a tradition of education and, and gathering and networking and that is actually a really big deal. Uh, if you if you knew what goes into putting on conferences, the amount of money, the amount of time, the amount of work, the ability to do it successfully for forty years, is, and to grow and to continue to grow, to continue to try new things, do new things. I I mean that's better than a lot of organizations out there are doing.
0: Yeah, and, and again, there it's really been pretty smooth. You know flying i guess you'd say here uh, other than the first day they had a little hiccup with the registration uh, they actually use an outside party to help with all this electronic registration. And their computer system went down wherever it is in the internet cloud. <laughs> and it went down for a couple of hours. But honestly, they were able to manually kind of keep things moving, you know, it did slow down. But other than that, Becky, they've handled this surge in demand, this increase in, in population running through here. I think they've handled it marvelously. I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed. Oh,
1: I mean, the team uh, at, here at NAVC, Dr. Dina Varble, her, her team, they're they're just so good at what they do. And they anticipate, they um, are professional and uh, really great at getting in front of these problems. It's impossible to pull one of these things off without some kind of huge snafu. And I actually talked to Dr. Dina about the situation with the registration and she said it kind of boiled down to printer server error <laughs> oh, and I thought wow. to myself it's always the printer is it not always, <laughs> it's the, always you the have print. one job printer right. how are you shutting down a whole system <laughs> but they kind of were all trying to print at the same time and overloaded things that kind of shut things down and I thought you know in by within a couple hours they had it fixed and the next day it was not an issue right. they did everything they could do to accommodate but what I want to say is what I think they really did right was they communicated. Mm -hmm. And I think people were much more tolerant and much more accepting because I think we can come off as being mad or complaining, but we're just frustrated because we assume we're doing something wrong. Like, it, it must be me. It's this, it's that, the other. Why am I standing in this line for two, three hours? Why isn't it moving? When they got information out, people felt informed. They were like, okay, now I know what's going on. So I think people were really tolerant of it because I think NAVC did a great job of communicating. Here's the problem and here's what we're doing. In the meantime, x y and z and I, I thought that was really well handled and i think it has a lot to do with why people were very calm through kind of what became a little bit of chaos
0: that is a really good point the, the communication was on point well becky also we did see sort of the the last days of uh, harold davis the veterinary technician who is president of navc and now it's passed over to dr bob lester um you know you're an incoming president <laughs> for NAVDA, Uh, any advice that you have for the new president, Dr. Bob Lester here at NAVC? I mean, similar, you know, big organizations, a lot of responsibility. Any advice you'd like to give?
1: Oh, gosh, I share share my knowledge with this. (laughs) What do do I have to offer those guys? Hey, Bob,
0: are you listening? Here we go.
1: Honestly, I think in general, for anybody in leadership, it is about listening. So I think anybody in leadership, and I think for any incoming president, you, you kind of have to listen to what the people are saying and flesh through the consistent messages. Everybody's going to have complaints. Everybody's going to have um, compliments. And you have to weigh them for what they are. You have to take them for what they are. And, and you have to put your pride aside and, and figure out what you can and what you really can't do. But I think listening is the biggest, most important part of leadership. And, you know, we know, uh, even Gene O'Neill has said, you know, in the past we've interviewed, NAVC is VMX. And so being president of NAVC means being president of VMX, basically, right? And so listening to your attendees, listening to the numbers and those types of things. I think that sets any leader up for success.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I got to spend time with Bob the past few days. And, you know, again, Bob, if you're listening, which I know you do, uh, you know, I'm super proud of you. I think that, like Becky said, it's a matter of listening. I think that, um, you know, The next year is going to be a banner one. I think that we'll have some challenges. I think the economy is going to be an issue for sure. Continued inflationary uh, pressures. But at the end of the day, the enthusiasm for the profession is not going to wane. And I think that uh, Bob has a great opportunity here. And the other thing, too, you know, I was talking to him uh, last night. And, uh, you know, he said, Ernie, because we were talking about – as I always do, complaining about the AVMA and the lack of action, how it's unable to really move and be nimble when pressing issues arise. And uh, you know, he said, you know, that's one of the biggest advantages of the North American Veterinary Community is the fact that since we aren't member-led, you know, we're, they're member influence. And if you have an issue, you bring it up. I mean, Gene and Bob and all the rest of them. And I'll, if they won't listen to you, I'll listen to you and get you to the people that will or need to. But you know, he said we're able to move much more in an agile fashion. And I think, you know, Bob, I, I think that that. Speed to adapt and pivot, you know, is amazing. Like, again, you know, they could just say, hey, you know what? Let's continue to keep a low price next year. And they just do it, you know, like in a day. And I I love that.
1: Yeah, that makes a big difference. And the thing about it is, is that everybody involved with this show, I think it's very obvious they love the profession. At the end of the day, everybody is here to make the profession better. And so I think when we really kind of look at it from that 30,000-foot view of just the amount of care that goes into these shows and what that results in, the the ripples that that makes, it's actually, I think, a really amazing thing.
0: Yeah, and again, the biggest difference for me, Becky, is the fact that there is a blend of veterinary technicians and veterinarians. I mean, we've just had two vet techs president, and now we're back to a vet. I mean, that... Yeah. You know, in fact, I had somebody last night say, "When do you think the AVMA is going to let a vet techs, you know, be members?" <laughs> you know, no. I'm like, "Who asked
1: uh, you that?" Just <laughs> I don't want to get
0: But you know, it's like uh, never.
1: <laughs> Becky. Yeah. I, and, and I said that. I said, you know,
0: Becky says, "Yeah, it should be the American Veterinarian Association." Is it right. is. <laughs> right. So you know, I do think that if you want to be represented, I mean, you've yep. got NAFTA and you've got NABC that really I think are, are good places for you to begin. You know, obviously your state VMA and your state now or state VTA, B- 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 <laughs> Veterinary Technician yeah. Association, yeah. is another a good thing. Uh, finally, Becky, I gotta leave with um, the show, the only entertainment, no disrespect to everybody else, because Kevin Bacon was here, who I think I'm, I'm a fan of, but it was all about Rip from Yellowstone, Cole Hauser. Oh my uh, God. So
1: I gotta be honest, I've never watched an episode of Yellowstone. <laughs> I could literally have shared a seat with him and had no idea. I got nothing. I got nothing. Oh, but, if, if boy, you sh- did I hear the <laughs> <Yeah>. rumble. <laughs> boy, is there an exciting crowd here. I-, I was more pumped about the DeLorean. I mean, I guess yeah, that's where yeah, I yeah. fall. But... Um, yeah, big deal about having oh some Yellowstone gosh. folks here.
0: Let me tell you, VMX, you know your audience because <laughs> I couldn't move yesterday. We're we going to see Rip. We're we going to see Rip. I'm just going, well, Actually, it's Cole Hauser, the actor who plays Rip. It's not really Rip. He's not a cowboy. He's an actor. But, hey, I mean, I got to tell you, the, the entire conference was a glow with Rip talk from Yellowstone. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, I apologize. But he's an incredibly handsome, talented actor on a very popular show called Yellowstone, which I'm a fan of. And I can tell you my wife was just all about the Rip yesterday. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it. People have said it's a great show. I need to watch it regardless of the eye candy thirst situation, I guess. But yeah, you know, I kind of love that, too. I love that NEVC, you know, I I got some great advice um, from a a mentor one time that just kind of talks about moving outside the veterinary industry a little bit. And and a lot of that was based on friendships and, and activities and circles outside of the veterinary industry for just balance, right. but I like that NAVC has shown that they recognize that there are quote unquote maybe I don't want to say heroes a little <laughs> a little big idols outside of the veterinary space right. for a lot of years it was, you know they brought in Caesar Milan n- n- no one's idol but apparently nah, worth bringing nah, nah, nah. Um, you know we saw the dog trainer guy that I lost my mind about you know there were just so many <laughs> there's just been so many like iffy kind of
0: and we've complained about them loudly really loud yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure yeah (laughs) very loud and so for them to recognize and i think just kind of entertain folks with people outside of the industry so i love the keynote speaker balance because a lot of times there's a veterinary or celebrity kind of background but they're also still really inspirational leaders right. and then they've kind of done this thing where they bring in you know a comedian or right. uh, somebody that has nothing to do with the animal space nothing to do with the veterinary space and just let people have a moment to just be people and not veterinary professionals
0: yeah and of course the the big act or whatever music act is lady a which i think used to be lady antebellum i think a, so that of, was i was right. wondering yeah. yeah yeah lady a and uh, again I, I don't keep up with that i'm not a fan, but hey, it's great music, I guess. But uh, I love the fact that they bring in really solid acts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that's not like uh, uh, Joe's uh, bar band you know, from down the street. It's yes. like this is a national caliber act.
1: It, it, I mean, and we, we all know with the Taylor Swift mess, how expensive tickets are getting in general right so the opportunity to see some of these folks would just never otherwise happen so i love that they're getting this opportunity especially for my i i'm speaking about my people my the techs and the support staff because i know they get paid less they have less opportunity a lot of times to get around and do the things so being able to see them come out and have that full experience and just really party and not in the like crazy sense but just really get down and socialize and network and blow off steam, yeah, right? Yeah. And and to get their little brains going and moving, I just, it's it's really kind of beautiful to watch. And I think NEVC does a good job of balancing the entertainment to be, like I said, not all so veterinary specific that we never get outside of that mindset.
0: Yeah, and I, I know I, I saw a news story, and they were looking at, uh, you know, um, how— medical professionals get their CE and so forth. And I think some people were critical, like, you know, some of these medical conferences have like, you know, bands and big entertainment, stuff like that, which we would fallen into that category kind of now, uh, not probably to their scale. They probably have like, you know, big, 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 big speakers, you know, or entertainers. But the reality is, you know, um, without something like that, like, I think it's totally fair. Like we need, we deserve to, to be here. We're doing CE all day. And guess what? If there's if some drug company or food company wants to put up a, a act, you know, go entertain us, I'm all for it. Like, I I think it just enhances the experience for sure.
1: You know, when I lecture, even these podcasts, things like that, there has to be a balance of fun. Your brain needs to stop working to process what you just had. Amen. So uh, going to this concert, blowing off steam, engaging with your friends, this is going to solidify what you learned all day. It's going to get you more excited to come back tomorrow and do more learning because you're having an experience. There is literally, I mean, just you and you and I agree, there's nothing better than live music and a right. group of people together. Like right. that is just the most energy and that's magic to me. So, um, you know, I think that it, it could superficially look like a fun, entertaining event. But I think when we really kind of peel back the layers, yeah. there's a lot going on in a, in a like a soul fulfilling way when you get to be with your friends and be with other professionals and to have a good time. And to blow off steam in that kind of way and to not be constantly like counting dollars or worried or even say, oh, it cost me $300 to come here and do this. And right, they're like, right. what I hear instead is like, can you believe we get this opportunity? Everything's all included. Dah, dah, dah. Yeah. It's like a great opportunity. Right. So p- people can pish bosh, but it's because they're probably looking at it in a very superficial outside way. For me, what I see uh, is experience. Happening and joy and energy and I think that this is better for the brain and it's gonna It's gonna do better for their learning.
0: Wow. Well said, you know, the only thing that I uh, Not regret but I, I missed this year. I wasn't able to MC the uh, 5k many of you have probably been there over the years and I get out there and rah-rah Everybody and get you pumped up and cheer you across the line uh, this year uh, It was a s- scheduling snafu <laughs> And it was just as much my fault as other people's fault. So, Wasava, if you're out there, let's go ahead and book it now so that I don't get double booked for next year because that's one of the highlights. I love seeing all the people out here who are committed, interested in, you know, and, you know, running and being outdoors and all that stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, Becky was lecturing at 6.30 when the rest of us were out doing they the They were all coming game. in from the run,
1: and I was thinking to myself, holy Jesus, <laughs> at least I'm not running. Right. Um, you
0: know, But you were up earlier than we were. I so, was up I at mean, 4
1: a.m. Yeah. to do that. But, you know, what I did notice, and I want to kind of add to that, the, the run has been a longstanding tradition, and I think it's awesome that they do it. But what I also did notice um, is— Banfield is kind of running a wellness promotion they in are. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've
0: got a whole center whole set up. Whole center. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so you get points mm-hmm. for participating. And Love so they've it. got this going on where, because we, everyone here is, you know, like you see the the passport, people want prizes, right, people right, want right. to win stuff, they will do it. And I like that because these conferences actually can be an experience of very little sleep. Not a lot of food, you know, being dehydrated, running around. Like it's not a healthy time for a lot of people. And yeah. I loved that they're really emphasizing and um, gamifying right. taking a little bit of care of yourself while yep. you're here. I kind of love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I got to applaud Banfield for that because, again, it takes a lot of effort, time, resources to pull it off. And they did it and it's free. And if you are curious about yoga or meditation or stretching or whatever, you know, you can go over to these. They've got a, a little area and you can uh, – there's a lot of people there that I found you could actually engage with and talk and ask questions. So yeah. I, I was super impressed. Well, Becky, I think that's about it. I mean, you know, we're, we're causing a ruckus where we are trying to record. But uh, again, we want to thank everybody here at the exhibit hall for putting up with us right now. Hopefully the sound quality is okay. Any last bits of uh, news from VMX 2023?
1: Well, I think the biggest bit of news, there's a lot of stuff coming out. I think we'll be talking more, but keep an eye out on those press releases. They're going to be doing some pop-up education around the country. Right, I think they right. are really recognizing the need of getting education into the community and more accessible and affordable. And it looks like that's what they're going to be trying to do. So more to come from them this year. That'll be exciting to see. Uh, NAVC may be coming to your community, so keep an eye out on that. And um, I think other than that, it is, if you like what you hear, there'll be a price discount next year. It'll be really affordable again. Hotels book very quickly. So if you do want to come, Think about going ahead and getting on your calendar, get your tickets, get yourself booked and come out next year and check this out because they're doing great things.
0: Yeah, they really are. Well, ViewFinders, we want to know what you think if you're here at VMX, if you had a good time, what'd you like about it? Do you think the crowds were too much or just right? Or, or maybe you think that it could be even bigger. I'd really like to hear what you're doing. We hope you're having a great VMX. Becky, if people want to reach out and tag us and let us know, where do they go?
1: You guys can find us where you usually do on Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary ViewFinder. You can email me at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. And if you're here at VMX, I don't know, look for us. We're zooming around.
0: That's right. Becky, will you be at WBC Western? Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe we'll get to do the same thing from Western. That'd be a lot of fun as well. So, guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Bye.